0: Hello and welcome to The Green Machine Live, your Irish football news nostalgia and nostalgia where you, the fans, can have your say. You, right out there in YouTube land, Facebook land and maybe illegal pirate streams, we don't actually know. Hopefully, we need the viewers. That's how you doing? All good? Are we well? How are we? Good, Dave. Just good? Very good. I'm good. I'm really good. Fantastic. Yeah. All the better (laughs) for seeing me.
1: Yeah, good week for you, Dave.
0: Oh yeah, nothing but the best, nothing but the <laughs> very best, fantastic. It was a shame that Liverpool match was called off the weekend. <laughs> mm. uh, well, I mean, if 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 club can cancel goals, then I can cancel matches. So that's how yeah. I see it. Um, yeah, but nothing much going on. I don't don't really. Well, as well uh, not, not a little no. bit. No breaking news. I have. No breaking news. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. We we discussed this in rehearsal. (laughs) Let me introduce you. It's supposed to be chat. It's supposed to be banter, Martin. (sighs) Amateurs. (laughs) This week, um, Ireland found out who they're playing in the under twenty ones. Group A: Italy, Norway, Turkey, Latvia, and San Marino. And that is the graphic of our lovely episode that we did during the week. Uh, Martin and I did. Martin, do you have some news for us
2: this weekend? Who did you speak to? <laughs> well, before I was rudely interrupted, it was different news I had. But no, well, hey. I, this, this is the new news I have. Um, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Really, I caught up with Jim Crawford this week and the media uh, press bandwagon, really. So it was nice to see him, uh, you know, on a, on a Zoom call. He had a chat with all the press lads. This was the first time, actually, he'd spoken to the press since... The, the qualification kind of failure, as it were, where we sadly lost out on the penalty shoot out to Israel. Um, he's also since renewed the contract, which he was quite relaxed about, happy, delighted about that. Enough. Yeah, I'm happy. Are you happy, Dave, with that? I'm delighted with that, Nick. Are you happy yeah. with that?
1: Sorry, I missed that, lads. I meant to be delighted about something. <laughs> anyway,
2: yeah. Look, really, <laughs> I, I am actually <laughs> delighted about it, um, and it was really good to catch up with him. Um, He kind of gave really good insight into, you know, the challenges of managing the under-21s because this is a new crop coming through now with, you know, several players now will not be eligible anymore, obviously, for the age grade, who he's looking forward to kind of bringing in, uh, working with the under-19 managers, uh, Tom Mohan as well. One of the things about the contract he said was, you know, it just had to obviously sort out his backroom staff as well, which, which is obviously secured. And then he kind of went into some insight into the qualification draw where we've got Italy again for the third time. How challenging that's gonna be. But I think in the context of the under 21s, we have to remember we came very, very close. I know it was kind of glorious failure in the end, and only a penalty shootout knocked us out. Um, but you know, for the first time ever, we'd kind of gone to the final game here with yeah. it in our own hands, where we went over to Italy and okay, we didn't we knew the playoff was secured. Um, but that you know, I think we will take that again. Going into last game, if it's in your own hands and you can win to automatically qualify, I think we take that now with the group we have because there are no mugs in that group. You know, Norway are going to be very, very good. They've qualified for the Euros in the summer. Um, it's a very strange one. He's got two quali- uh, two friendlies lined up in March. One of them's Iceland on the Sunday, the twenty sixth of March, down in Turners Cross. Um, but he's looking forward to kind of bringing players into the squad now, and he's got a challenge of picking a new captain as well. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've, I've written up a small little article on it, which will be put out in the next few days to kind of give us a bit more information.
0: You're almost as bad as Irish football blog actually, <laughs> um, selling their stuff. I mean, here we go. We're straight into it. i assume you guys are <laughs> late because Mr. Lansdowne was doing so. Tell you something. This is natural. Look at that. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Rusty. Um, rustic. Right. Nice one for that, Martin. And yes, that article will be available on the Green Machine podcast. No, no more of this medium bollocks. Is that right, Nick? Oh,
1: yes.
2: It's all... Role... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Nick, Nick's, really bringing <laughs> the, Nick's bringing the energy tonight, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. The almost as energetic as Liverpool's <laughs> midfield.
0: Hey! <laughs> Here we go. Keep Keeping it uh, top of the lads. Right. Well, don't put us to sleep, Nick. It's your turn. It's our boys in green.
1: Oh, my time to shine. Super. Yeah, so... Busy weekend, more Irish goals this weekend, uh, including a hat-trick, which we're going to go into in a couple of minutes. So starting off with the championship, so Mark Sykes continuing his form for Bristol City. That's his fourth goal in five games, as far as I'm aware. He scored for Bristol in their win over Preston North End. Scott Hogan with the goal for Birmingham City against Ryan Manning's Swansea City. And Cyrus Christie who's in great form at the moment. The goal for Hull City versus Cardiff City. Callum Robinson missing a penalty in that game. What about the next one, Dave? Jeff Hendrick. Another goal for him. Scoring for Reading against Watford. What what do you make of that? They were 2-0 down against Watford. They came back to draw 2-0. Jeff, the hero. Are you devastated? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... I mean, Jeff Hendrick is to you what Jim Crawford is to me, really, isn't it?
0: He's still shit. Still, shouldn't get in the Ireland team. Although, tell Neil Juice enough that because apparently we're his biggest fan of Jeff Hendrick. you know that you know the misogynistic. Um, oh, and
2: and women football, women's football. And we Oh yeah,
0: misogynistic women's football. It's, it's because Jeff has long hair. I think that's why he has an issue with Jeff Hendrick personally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> good old Neil, our favorite Welshman, uh, Dennis Kirkens. So Irish eligible. So Dennis Kirkens scoring a goal for Sunderland against Mill while he's come back from injury. And Daryl Lenehan getting an assist for Middlesbrough against Mick McCarthy's Blackpool. So that's your championship roundup.
0: They lost, didn't they, Blackpool?
1: Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Oh, dear. And Middlesbrough are looking good. So Daryl Lenehan could be a Premier League player next year. Who knows? Michael Carrick's done very well with them. Yeah, so moving on to League One. So Sean Rowan, his first ever senior goal for Lincoln against Accrington Stanley. Hey. Promo, promise i another goal for the Fleetwood Crack. All the Irishmen with the Fleetwood Crack versus Burton Albion. Johnny Hayes moving into the uh, SBL, an assist for Aberdeen versus Motherwell. And then to Pride Park, five Irish goals. So Connor Harran assisting uh, Dave McGoldrick for one of his three goals. James Collins also scoring and Jason Knight scoring a fantastic, tidy little finish. Uh, kind of towards the end as Derby beat Markham five 0 So McGoldrick with the hat trick, mm. I think we got we we got we got a bit of abuse for calling him Didzy before, but anyway, we didn't christen him that. But yeah, hat trick, thirty five. Yeah, call him Eddie. Yeah, call him Eddie McGoldrick, Yeah, Arsenal legend. So nearly thirty six. I wasn't aware of this Dave, but apparently there's a few calls for him to get back in the Ireland squad, which I don't really believe.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, um, where'd you he, see that? I saw it on, uh, and you're watching, by the way, uh, no. Mr. Irish Football Blog, but then I see that in the Republic of Ireland tracker, your other page that sort of goes, oh, please follow Irish uh, blog. <laughs> you know, th- Connor, Connor,
1: uh, Connor, who's part of the Green Machine backroom team.
0: He is. Let's, um, let's yeah. be kind. No, no, it's fair enough. Did, did, did that come up on that, didn't it? He said, oh, he's really good at football. Was it them? Was it Kenny's kids? I can't actually remember. I really, I really should have got that information, but I saw it somewhere. And apparently, um, no, it was Republic of Ireland tracker because it was a debate, and someone went to town on you. It was was Connor. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. It was Connor, not me. (laughs) Bill (laughs)
1: washing his hands.
0: Yeah, rightly so. (laughs) Doesn't want him there personally. Um, Well, yeah, I mean. Look, I know we need goals, but at the end of the day, like Eddie McGoldrick... Sorry, David McGoldrick. Got it <laughs> it himself. Didzy. Didzy. Look, very good player, I think, for Ireland. Uh, when he played, didn't score a lot of goals. And, and I think... If you don't watch the games, you go, oh, why isn't a striker getting goals? But I think if you actually watch the game, you watch what he did for Ireland under Mick. He was very useful holding up the play and bringing other players into it. And he was really good, very skillful for a big guy. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's well past it.
1: Most of his games, look, he he, he, he can't be there. Like, he's nearly 36. He's playing in League One. He's having an excellent season. All power to him. But look, that that should be sailed. I think with McGoldrick, when he played for Ireland, he under Martin O'Neill, he played in midfield. He played as a number ten, didn't he? Like he used to play yeah. behind um, Shane Long and Daryl Murphy the old time. Very, very seldomly. And I remember his debut against America. I think he got two assists. Got and two I remember, assists did, yeah. yeah, and and I remember thinking this guy's the Irish Berbatov. He just had that kind of Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> no, well no. No, but there's comparison. No, 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 no. Forgiven Bill. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm comparing geez. the style, I'm comparing the style of play. I'm not comparing the standard of the player. Like David McGoldrick was never going to play in the Champions League or play for a top club. But in terms of his his ability, his ball control, the kind of crazy flicks and the the creativity, he was it was a good player. It's not not a comparison quality wise, lads. It's a comparison player style wise,
2: and I think that's that's a fair one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> completely, gang-
2: <laughs> we get completely carried away about David McGoldrick. Honestly, no, we do. Watch, we watch, do.
1: watch, watch clips of him and watch, watch that game against the USA and the flicks and the tricks he was doing. That's As fine, I said, I'm not, I'm bad. not saying David McGoldrick should have been playing for for Spurs and United and all these kind of clubs. What I'm saying is. He was able to play that, that kind of deep line role where he was able to create. And he would very, very good feed. He was very tricky. He was very classy. I'm not saying he was it's, Premier League, it's, it's Champions League standard, it, nothing like that. It's
2: an absolute myth, Dave McGoldrick, for Ireland. It is. Oh, myth? It is. It is. He, how many caps did he get?
1: Not many. Yeah. He, he should have gotten oh, more he, under he, Martin O'Neill. He, 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 he he's, one he's, he, he,
0: he's one, one of the top assisters. He's he's one, one when, he, player, when, he, when he was he one of the top
1: assisters for Ipswich, Daryl Murphy was the top goal scorer by by a mile I think it was 2016, McGoldrick McGoldrick was one of the top assisters and one of the top, the top scorers, and Martin O'Neill wouldn't pick him, so if he was picking him then you might have seen a better goal return, when he played under Mick, he didn't play as your centre forward, he played kind of as, the, I, hate, I hate this term, but he played as as a false nine he'd be dipping deep, and he'd be playing the wingers in, so he, he, he played a very, very different role for Ireland than, than what people assume he did Passionate. He was debate, a good player. But... He was a good player. Well, well he, he, he was a
2: good player, but I mean he yeah. he was around the squad for an awful long time. Um and he I think he got 14 caps overall. Now that was a failure of the management to give him opportunities. He didn't go to the Euro 2016 because he, he played in that game where we played the Dutch just before we went off. And he didn't. I think he went down to Turner's Cross where we lost to Belarus. Mm. So he didn't get picked for the squad. squad, squad last game. there. He really started playing then the next three years. He got 14 caps in that time. He got a couple of goals at most. Right. And he got a senior player of the year on the back of 14 caps for Ireland. That just shows you how what a dark time it was in that period after Euro twenty sixteen that he was our main shining light basically. Um and yeah, it's a it's a complete myth about him and, and even calling for him to come back is, you know. Nice, oh, no, he can't nice. He can't come back. Yeah. He can't come but back. But we knew he wouldn't come back. But I'm no. just saying, it, you know, I thought it was very, very strange how I think there must have been some falling out with Kenny or something because he, he I think his last game was in the the one where we lost a penalty shootout to Slovakia. I think yeah. he played that day. Um, and then he just automatically, all, all of a sudden, you know, we, we knew he had injury problems, but all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm retiring because of my injury problems. And it was quite chronic, his injury problems. He, I think he had like Achilles issues or something like tendonitis. And it was, Basically, people are thinking he's going to retire. I think that's why he stepped down the levels. Yeah. Fair play to him at this age. He's still banging in the goals and still a professional. But yeah, the ship was well sailed there. Okay, there you go. Um, Martin says he's miss, and Nick <laughs> says he's fair tough.
1: As <laughs> I said, just to clarify,
0: style-wise,
1: style style not quality-wise, but playing style, very, very similar. Watch clips of them.
0: Just saying. Um, So what what do you make of... It was his birthday the other week. um, Didsy is the past. So let's talk about the future. And the present, I suppose, as well. And that is Mr. Tripart. He only turned 21 the other day. And a lad, I think, lads, gets genuinely um, a very rough time of it, I think, amongst Irish fans. I I, I think maybe (laughs) because of Lansdowne Road in his formative years, in 2019 and all that when he was banging him in for, for Spurs in the Prem 2 and he was banging him in for Spurs in the Prem 2 like we kind of you know we got excited because we needed we needed a bit of excitement didn't we I mean you you said it there the dark years under O'Neill and uh, to be fair Mick so it was his birthday the other day turn 21 uh, Nick and you're basically I know in the green machine as well when you wish him a happy birthday he got absolutely pillared here didn't he like Troy Parry, he got absolutely battered yeah. in the
1: comments. He always does. I mean, I think I think it kind of shows the people who watch football and the people who don't watch football. Because, I mean, us, I suppose what we do, we have to watch quite a lot of football. We have to watch a lot of Troy Parrott and all these players. we we'll have watched him a lot with MK Dons last season. And his goals are turned. Look, he's he's 100 appearances at oh, senior oh, level. Oh,
0: we've got the graphic. Oh, oh fantastic. fantastic. What do you mean fantastic? I showed you in the fucking walkthrough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, right? you were supposed, you know. Ah, oh, Never mind. Jeez, Dave, don't be losing the rag, Dave. You'll get stripped of them lanyards if you do that in the
0: press. Well, you will not touch my lanyards. <laughs> These are my children. <laughs> You're taking them out of my fucking cold, dead hand. <laughs> anyway, well, it is cold here. To be fair, right? Tripart graphic. Oh, what a surprise! I have a graphic. What? Here we are. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't put the name because the the logo is blocking it. But there you go. So, Tripart. Right. Tripart. Hour. Age twenty-one, he made his debut for Ireland at the age of seventeen. He has seventeen caps for the Republic, and four goals, he's got a hundred club games with four goals, and has played as a winger and number ten frequently. So that kind of ties into what you were saying there, uh, Nick. Like yeah. he, he doesn't just play as his, people say, oh, boy, he's score more goals. So he doesn't just play as a centre-forward, does he? He has to. No, actually.
1: no. And even coming up at un, under underage level for Ireland, he used to play behind Adam Ida. So he he would have played wide. He would have played as a number 10. When he was with, with MK Dons, he was playing as a right winger, and he was playing very, very deep. You know, there, there was always two strikers playing ahead of him. I think Scott Twine, you know, who's, who's gone to Burn, he was playing ahead of him. So he's always played that kind of deeper role and and not really that center forward role that everyone assumes he does. So they look at his goal ratio and they think, oh, he's not he's, he's not scoring any goals, but he's he's not a center forward. He's not a center forward. Like people are playing too much FIFA, you know, or they're watching too much YouTube or whatever. They're, they're not actually watching, watching Power Play. And I mean, look, we wish him happy birthday. And the comments are all, he's shit, he's awful, you know, he's horrendous, he's not up to it, all this kind of thing. Like, you don't make your Premier League debut at 17 and your Ireland debut at 17. You don't get a contract extension from Spurs at 20 unless you're a good player. So, I mean, there, there, there's so many kind of – um there's so many – Inaccuracies with what people are saying, and and again, it just shows up who watches him and who doesn't. Like he's he he's he's hugely talented. He's yeah. he's um he's not prolific, but again, he's playing a very very different role that people aren't really aware about.
0: So so, Martin, would you say he's like a Berbatov
2: type player? <laughs> I wouldn't say he's not Berbatov. No, I, I agree with that, Nick. Though that he, he's, I don't think he's ever going to be prolific. He's not that. that style of style of player. And and even Stephen Kenny's used him um, in, in you know in the hole basically. And, and and he's he's done very well there as well. So I, I think he's going to be more of a a clever player who kind of can can create more than be. You know, you think of the opportunity he had in Scotland and Hamden. Most strikers, natural strikers, would put that away. Yeah. I don't think he's that type of player. Um, I'd also say though, with Tottenham, you know, extending his contract's a real key thing. I'm not comparing him to Harry Kane, but they've done the same thing with Harry Kane at Tottenham. They put him out on loan for several years. And he got a lot of experience, 40 or 50 games on loan. You know, he was really struggling at Spurs. And then he hit the ground running when he came back. You know, you've got to remember, he was on the bench with Vardy at Leicester on loan. And so he's had a really good career and uh, experience like that. And that's what they've done, I think, with Troy Parrott. They put him out on loan, get him lots of game time experience. He was playing very, very well recently when he sadly suffered the injury. But I think there's a reason they've extended that contract and they see a player there and obviously yeah. for protecting his value as well, but we want him to obviously be playing a lot. And I think Kenny's handled him very well as well, because you know, he only, he brought him on the knee for a couple of minutes in one game. It was like, he'd snubbed him basically. Cause it's not too long ago. You have to remember, he went very, very young, very early with his team, Stephen Kenny, when he put Adam Ida and, and him up front. And I think Connolly as well. So oh, Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that probably backfired. They were, it was too early for them, but I think Troy has still got so much potential and, I People think we don't watch him enough to understand what he what he actually offers. I think he's a lovely player. I, I I do think he's a proper footballer, and I I think he's
0: a real player in there. Just needs to keep the head on the shoulders. Spurs obviously like what he's done. There there was kind of you know rumours that he'd sort of got too big for his boots, a bit like what happened with Aaron Connolly. But um, I think he's a, I think he's a lovely footballer, I and mean, you know he's he's doing the business for Ireland. Okay, he 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 made you know it was a horrible miss against. Uh, Scotland. He did take one though, very well, didn't he? That was disallowed in that game. Mm. Just before that, it was a, such such a lovely finish. I remember sitting there in Hamden Park, and I was like, ah. <clears throat> and, and and even the goal like, at home to Scotland was a beautiful. Uh, it was a header, wasn't it? Like he took it so well. Like, I I think I think he's a real talent. And yeah, we just got to be a bit patient. It might take him a little longer for him to fully develop. But he, listen, he's getting a football education and Championship. And obviously in League One because he went to the Championship it was too much for him. Went to League One, settled in there. Now he's doing quite well. Uh, he's only coming back from injury as well because he wasn't in the squad, was he, for Preston over the weekend? So
1: no, he's still still injured.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's well, in well,
1: he's now. back. So he's back now, but but no, he was he was yeah, in the yeah.
0: squad. Well, one of the comments was when we move on was um, no more dopey injuries, lad. <laughs> oh yeah, because
1: he scored, scored. He got injured scoring, didn't he? Yeah,
0: he got injured celebrating his goal. Yeah, is anyway uh right lads we're gonna move it on there um yeah it was a uh, another interesting week for the lads across the water and um, we are gonna move it on to social media watch and here we are social media watch all the lovely little faces and stuff
2: <laughs> emojis oh. now
0: <laughs> yes social media berbatov berbatov emojis berbatov emojis. emojis if the he wouldn't move nick um, anyway, and the family probably got held for ransom. No, that's. that's <laughs> it, well, it's a bit dark, isn't it? Right, so moving on. Um, yeah, I mean, where do we start? Matt Doherty obviously made his move to um, Atletico Madrid, um, which was a bit completely out of the blue. Uh, he actually was an unused sub. They beat Catafe. They, they beat Catafe, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, the beacon So it was an unused sub, and uh, number 12 here. Here's a picture of them. It's in Spanish, but luckily I can speak Spanish, lads. I can read it <laughs> or can read Google Translate. Uh, <laughs> cuando descubres, and all that other bollocks, and no one else understands. And that translates to when you realize the majesty of your new home. And that is for our audio listeners, Matt Doherty sort of being blown away by uh. The ground at Atlético Madrid, and uh, just remind the folks uh, what's the name of the stadium, Nick? Wanda Wanda, uh, um, uh, you really Calderon. put me on the
1: spot here. The Wanda Metru- Metropolana. or
0: <laughs> poor, poor. Burbatof,
1: the Berbatov Arena.
0: Yeah, Berbatov <laughs> Arena. Anyway, so that that's him at his new home there, which is a lovely stadium. It's a brand new stadium. I think the Calderón was that their old stadium. Or so? It. Yeah, I think
1: so, yeah. The yeah, new one though is the Wanda Metropolis.
0: Yeah. We we haven't a fucking clue, lads, have we? We we have Wanda
1: Metropolitana.
0: Yeah. There you as, go. As Google sli- as he slightly looks over to his Google machine. No, I, I knew, knew I just then. couldn't just couldn't get the pronunciation. Anyway, but I shared it on Lanson Road during the week and then I had a cracking comment here. Nonsense, he's well used to impressive home grounds. And Piotr Siri has shared a picture of Teddy Beautiful. Beautiful <laughs> with Tesco's in the background. That is the te- that is the building Tesco's is in, isn't it?
1: No, that's like a council building or something. The Tesco's kind of underneath it. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's
0: sort of it- yeah. I used to live, do you know, I used to actually live right next to Teddy Park. Really oh. l- used to live right next to it in um Carver Park. There you go. Um, we forgot <laughs> fun, to mention fun fact of the day, fun fact of the day. Yeah. Um, we forgot to mention this last week, Martin. But uh, you were rubbing shoulders with some very famous, or should we say infamous, person here
2: in uh, the United Kingdom, yeah. I was David, yeah. You I were was, I was yeah? At the wrist the, the London annual charity quiz, uh, yeah, in aid of Skylarks this year, autism charity. I mentioned it on the pod a few weeks ago, yeah. That um, was. one of our. Esteemed members came along, and um, it wasn't planned that he was coming along. But, yeah, no, he—he, he, this guy is a big supporter of the boys in green. Um, he is indeed. Travels, but... tra- travels home and away. So, uh, yeah.
0: Well, that's funny because because of him, I don't really get to travel home and away. But anyway, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole thing for another day. Uh, yeah. Of course, we're talking about Mick Lynch, the RMT union leader here in the UK. he is there holding a gorgeous poster, by the way. Yep advertising this podcast which of course is every Sunday live on the Facebook and YouTube channel but there is, Mick Lynch with Martin Martin how did that come about because you you shared
2: that with us at like two in the morning I was like oh yeah no obviously he was at the quiz and uh supporting that event and wasn't expected I, I am the quiz master for our quiz and I did a pitch around of 50 questions in that as well as part of it and I did have um One of them was Mick Lynch and obviously because he's a bit of a celebrity over here and he walked in and I was and I had to kind of think how can I redo this and I just kind of I didn't bother going up to him and saying I hope you're not going to be offended and he's absolutely fine anyway but I just went you'll probably get number 49 Mick that's all I said (laughs) because it was him and uh, yeah but brilliant really great night we had as well and everyone delighted to see him and he was brilliant like great company massive into Cork City um, travels to lots of Irish football and uh, yeah you know you, you will see him at away games because he, he, he does travel to games Well I'll be having a word with him right because I, <laughs> yeah. I had to get the trains to get to work Well what I said was at least we know that you know on the when we know that there's Ireland games that he's going to be going to at least we know there won't be trail, uh, travel disruptions because he's going to be going to them. so I said to him. Just keep, just keep the Gatwick Express open. Yeah, That's exactly. That's all we ask for.
0: Um, also, on this day, this is an interesting one that craft up. I couldn't help myself to mention this one. This is a personal one, lads. And you probably might know what I'm talking about. I might get into a bit of trouble. I don't care. Um, but today marks um, the anniversary 38, 38? Or just 37, 85. 30 set, 38 years, isn't it yeah thirty eight <laughs> I don't know what Matt's trying to do anyway I um, lost Nick I think Nick's asleep sorry Nick <laughs>
1: too many numbers going on there for adults.
0: me. adults are talking again yeah. um but uh, basically yes, today is the anniversary. Uh, 1985 This day, 1985, the 5th of February Pomegranate made his debut for Ireland And I was most humbled To see God himself share my picture Except there's just one problem He's cut out my <laughs> logo <laughs> Well
2: done Well done God <laughs> I was going to say Jesus Christ But then that's talking about his son <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so you said it was his day of rest I'm like yeah. <laughs> Sakes
0: like. man break. Yeah, I block guy. him, Dave. No, no, I can't. I can't. He he has God has spoken. Yeah. Um, yeah, he actually said, Thanks, so in hand, for giving me the opportunity to play for my country uh on this day in 1985 That's should have put it up there, but obviously that's when we lost Italy, didn't we? Two one Italy with a world champion. so That famous picture, isn't it? On uh the Daily Mount Park. A lot of Daily Mount really? Park here going on the <laughs> yeah. how it didn't uh, go through. But yeah, that was um a bit so quite a week all around Quite a week all around. We're gonna get into the uh we're gonna get into the uh comments there. Uh, Deck Finnegan who always watches for you Martin. Oh yeah.
2: That's Andy Reid didn't recognize himself in the picture round <laughs> last year. <laughs> that is actually true. Yeah. I put a picture of Andy Reid with Robbie Keane and a member of the Furies. And uh, Andy Reid didn't recognise who he was. And he also didn't get the The question was who scored the first goal in the last game at the Lansdowne Road uh, against San Marino. His... Yeah, 5-0. Yeah, he scored the first goal. Yeah, he didn't get that either. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like a landmark goal. That was a Robbie Keane hat-trick, wasn't it? I was at that. Yeah. yeah. That's when Robbie, Robbie someone kicked the ball off at the end of the game, didn't they, into the crowd? And uh, I think it was Mick Byrne running around trying to get it back. Because obviously it's Robbie's hat-trick pool. Oh, Jesus. There's okay. No
0: funny. chance of getting that back. Um, Paul Culleton. How are you doing, Paul? Watching on our YouTube channel. Uh, Seamus Coleman back starting for Everton and Doherty on the bench at Atletico Madrid. Could Kenny them both against France at right and left wing-back positions like he did away to Portugal a few years ago. I remember that working, Nick, that... Yeah. Uh, if I remember, Doherty played very well, actually, like his left wing back. But He,
1: he did, yeah. Yeah, no, it worked very well in Portugal. I mean, the, the, the thing is, someone like Doherty, he doesn't have a great right foot, nor does Seamus Coleman. So, I mean, you're always going to get the benefit of them when they're, when they're playing on their more comfortable side, aren't you? I mean, Coleman's been used as a centre-half. Um, Cyrus Christie's a player who, who's done very well recently. I mean, there's a few calls for him to come back in. Uh, Ryan Manning. Wow. Ryan Manning as well on the left. I mean... You could put you could put Doherty there, but as I said, you're not really maximizing him, are you, if, if you play him in that position?
0: Just no. And I think Coleman, I think his days at Green are, are numbered. I love him, and I know he's got a battle on his hands at Everton. And, you know, Sean Dyche have a decent manager, playing 4-4-2, and Lo and behold, they, they beat uh, Arsenal. Uh, just just to go back on that, Nick, something I meant to say earlier on, actually, was Cyrus Christie is there's obviously calls for him to get back in the squad but let's be honest lads anytime he's been picked for iron i'm not against service seems like a lovely guy he does well in the championship but anytime he's played for iron he's he's never done the business has he i th- thought he's i never thought he's done badly dave i mean oh, never... maybe he's
1: la maybe his last couple of games but i mean he- he's limited all right he's absolutely limited and, and there's no question yeah. about that but i don't don't think he's done don't think he's played poorly for us per se I, I mean he's not he's, a, he's not he's he's not better than Doherty, he's not better than Coleman even even the ages like you look at Danny McNamara now. He may, he nearly went to Fulham, didn't he, on deadline day. So I mean he's probably nipping in ahead of him. But I think on form, I mean if Coleman is being fancied as a centre half, I'd rather Christie covering Doherty than Alan Brown covering Doherty, to be honest.
0: Okay.
1: If he's not if he's not gonna call up McNamara. Quickly Martin, you
2: actually, want to comment on that? Yeah, it's actually interesting. Uh, Stephen Kenny was at the whole game yesterday. That was Declan yeah. Finnegan actually told me that because people would met uh, Stephen Kenny on the plane over and he said he was going to the whole Cardiff mm-hmm. game. So he would have watched that game yesterday. Would have watched Sean McLaughlin, I, guess...
1: I think. He, he He's actually done very well. McLaughlin, yeah. the whole centre half. Yeah. Would have played for Cork City. There's yeah. a guy, Greg. Greg. He's he. This guy is actually is called Docherty because it's spelled D-O-C-H. But Greg Do- Docherty, he's Scottish-born. He plays for Hull. He's a decent midfielder. I don't even know if he played yesterday, but he could have been watching him too. Definitely watching McLaughlin though. And, and, and Aaron Connolly, Connolly, well. Connolly, of course,
2: yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Robinson, and doubt, obviously as well. I had to get it in, um, <laughs> twenty-four minutes. Um, just to, but just to come on to um, Christy, I think he was treated very uh, badly by the Irish fans because it wasn't his fault. Martin and played him in midfield, and he no. ended up getting slated for that basically as well. I don't know. I wouldn't get carried away with, about Christie as a as a professional no. footballer. I, don't, I wouldn't come. I don't know, Nick. Do you want to call him Kafu, or who are you going to compare him to? I don't know. Amazing. Yeah, oh. Cyrus, Cyrus Kafu.
1: Cyrus Kafu. Style-wise, though, probably he, he... not Kafu. No.
0: <laughs> he, he um, yeah. He, anyone just watching this, he was he was told an hour. I think it was before the Northern Ireland match or the Wales match at home, and he was told an hour by Martin O'Neill beforehand. You're playing central midfielder, a guy who hadn't played central midfield since he was 12. <laughs> yeah. play, play see, to the right
1: but, but see a lot of people associate him with that and that and that's wrong because yeah, when, he played, had, when he played right back like, he's, he's a couple of goals for Ireland he's, he scored yeah, he has, I remember Gibraltar. I know it was a friendly it was, I was at the Uruguay game years ago and I know it was only a friendly but he scored a cracking mm. goal against Uruguay he scored a great goal against Gibraltar which kind of broke the deadlock didn't it when we were under the caution mm. in, in Faro and then the, the, the floodgates opened didn't they yeah. so so I don't, I don't think he's ever played badly in at right back. He's limited. He doesn't do anything extraordinary. But I mean, I, he's in form and he, he offers cover.
0: He has played for Stephen Kenny, and when he played, like I don't have, listen. I don't think Cyrus Christie. I don't think midfield. I really don't because that was that's not no, him. Jesus, no. And and that actually caused massive problems in the dressing room because imagine, imagine what that says to your, you know, Mister. I play for Brian Clough. Imagine what that does to your central midfielders. Saying that. Yeah, like I'm not good enough, and you have this, you know, bang average right back now. He's going to play who has played his entire career in channels, and now you're putting him in a big pond in the midfield. But anyway, so stupid. But anytime I've seen him play, I wasn't impressed. He was okay against Gibraltar, but that's Gibraltar. Um, but I anytime I've seen him play for Steve McKenney, and he has played a couple of times, I just remember going, This guy is bang average, and he never got to the squad again. I think it was a forest at that stage. But look, best luck to him, and he's doing well at all. It's a nice little Irish contingent uh, building there. So, you know, fair play to him. Um, Paul Colton again. How worried should we, should we be with the Wolves manager after dropping Nathan Collins to the bench and then winning 3-0 against Liverpool? Kept a clean sheet. And Dawson, who came in for him, also scored. Yeah, new signing playing in central, central defence. Um, I'd be worried, yeah. Dawson's very experienced.
1: And, and Collins, as, as good as he is, I mean, it's... It, teach him it's, a lesson. It is worrying. It is worrying. I don't know. I mean, if you look quality-wise, you have to go with Collins. If you look for experience, you're probably going for Dawson, and, and it's a relegation dogfight, isn't it? So it's a difficult one. He'll get back in. I mean, he'll get back in before the end of the season, but I think it is a statement.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And last uh, comment of the night, Paul it again. Great show, lads. Thank you, Paul. Uh, brilliant to see you uh, did an episode after the under-21 Euros draw the other day. Really difficult group. Hopefully Crawford will blood lots of players and we finish in the top two. Here's my prediction. I think we will finish in the top two, but we won't finish in the best um, top two. Sorry, we won't finish as the best runners up. I think because we'll grind ourselves into, we'll grind out results. I think there'll be lots of draws and I think we will finish second, but it'll be playoff. That That's what I think. Yeah, I think the same as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. And actually, I tell a lie. Glenn Forbes. Hello, Glenn. Haven't seen you on here before uh, on a Facebook channel. Hey, fellas. Thanks for your great work and the pod. Thank you, Glenn. Aaron Connolly. Would you have him in the squad? Is he behind Obafemi, Benny, Parrot, and Robinson? Interesting. <clears throat> probably I'll have my say in it and I'll open up to the two lads. Uh, to be honest with you, he probably needs to show more consistency, I think, really, doesn't he, before he earns his way back into the squad? I'd have him in. Oh, uh, uh, You know, I, I, want...
1: I mean, look, Paris is going to be very raw coming back. Obafemi hasn't really been playing. I don't see why not. Man,
0: quickly.
2: I would First have time. him in. Yeah. I think uh, Jim Crawford uh, referenced him in the chat the other day as well, saying that he hopes he hits the ground running and has finally settled down a little bit. And that's hopefully that's given him a lift. I think Kenny Crawford will show him love basically like it did with Shane Duffy. Um, you know, bring him back into the fold, showing that he has a future with Ireland and have him definitely called up. I think we should actually call up a bigger squad than just the 24. 100%. I would actually call in 28, bring them in, let them have a look at them over the games okay, um, and work with them. Fair enough. There you go, Glenn. Thanks for uh, giving us a shout here on the Facebook channel.
0: Hope you are really enjoying the pod. All right, lads, we're going to move on to the last bit and we are going to go on to this week back in the day as my phone goes dead. What are, we going to talk? what are we going to talk about? Well, this ties into an exciting new series that we're doing, but I'll just play the clip. Did you notice we haven't had a soccer manager for the Republic of Irish team in three months? Haven't lost a match in that time either. Very <laughs> extraordinary. But I've just been told that Jack Charlton has been appointed manager of the Republic football team. Jackie Charlton. You're interested in that there? You were expecting that, were you? There you are, you see. Yes, this week back in the day. The 7th of February. This man, Jack Charlton, becomes the Republic of Ireland manager the 7th of February. Did I say January? I did the 7th of February, nineteen ninety-six, And also, Lance, this ties in with a very exciting new series that we have coming at you every Wednesday. And it is called This Week Back in the Day. And, of course, the very first episode we're going to go with is Jack Charlton. So it's Martin and myself sitting down, and we talk about how Jack got the job, Background story The managers that could have been who, what manager were we one vote away from? We won't spoil it, Martin. We were one vote <laughs> away from having a completely different manager than Jack Charlton. One vote away. So that is coming to you this Wednesday on our YouTube channel. It's going to drop, Nick. What time are we going to drop it out? Putting you on the spot again. I'm um, <laughs> energy <laughs> no, I'm... just flying from at me here.
1: Let's see. So, uh, I would say let's go for 8am. I like a good 8am. I like He's a good 8am still... drop. I like to go drop
0: 8 8 things m. at 8am. <laughs> <a>. <sighs> ah, uh, so, there you go, ghastly lads. 8am this Wednesday. This is going to drop on the greenmachinepodcast.com. We'll have the links for you on our social media channels, the Facebook page, the Twitter page, and the YouTube channel. They will all drop at 8am. So, get Uh, around that one get yourselves around to that one every Wednesday we're going to pick an event from this day back in the week and that's actually what we're really all about and we're going to cover some stuff that hopefully you've never heard before little stories and just bring them to life so Martin we did that I'm really excited about this one dropping some cool little facts that we
2: didn't I didn't know until I was actually uh, researching it yeah, really interesting. I think it will be very enjoyable for everyone to listen to that and and let, what we're here to bring is kind of the, the backstories to a lot of things. You know, the history of the Irish football team. Jack's such a big part of that. Incredible times, and it was very nearly not the case that he was going to be the one to do it. Oh, very, very. Like I've I've heard the stories, and I've heard,
0: you know, and you watch all the documentaries, but I didn't know and didn't realize it was that close to being very different yeah. on two accounts, actually. Yeah, two. One we probably know, the other one didn't have a clue until I was researching. So, as I said, guys, before we wrap it up, GM Podcast on Facebook, lansonroad.ie on Facebook, greenmachinepodcast.com, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So, we're going to leave it there. And that is all we have time for tonight. And basically, yes, thank you guys uh, for watching. Thank you, lads, for coming on. And, uh, you know, as I said, I'm going to say it again. Just be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which is all in our bio. And I just want to thank you again, really, for supporting the podcast. And, uh, well, we'll see you next week. Good night. And God bless. And I didn't
2: have it ready again.